Jimmy. Patrick, let's go. Episode 73 is here. 70 thirsty. What? I don't know what that means. I just want to say that. We are trudging through March. This is not our final March episode. I thought it was, but it is not. We are Correct. not. We are not ready to go out like a lamb. I, I saw that about the month of March. They say it's in like a lion, out like a lamb. I don't know what that means. I mean, March like comes out fatter than it goes in, right? I guess. Sounds like you going into a nightclub, James. <laughs> well, that's what happens. In like a lion. Like, that's that's Ralphie when I bring him to play fetch. He's dragging me into the park, roaring like a lion. And I bring him home like my little tired sheep, <laughs> my little lamb, as my mother used to call me, little lamb. Do you have a, a, a nickname that your mom called you, a little term of endearment? No, not that I can think of now that you mention it. That doesn't feel good. Thanks for bringing that up to start the show. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, we're going to come, up with, we're come up with one right here. No, my mom called me Gunner. Let's start the episode over. Hey, <laughs> Flafla. <laughs> Flanny. The month is not over, is, is my point. And this week was really, you talk about all over the place, Jim. The climate here was brutal early in the week. Classic Chicago. We went from snowstorm, we went from 60 to a snowstorm back to like 60 degrees. It was St. Patrick's Day. The rain was coming on sideways, freezing rain, no sun in sight. I grabbed the family, said, get out here. This is Ireland. This (laughs) is what happens in the old country across the pond. This is who we are and where we're from. Don't ever forget it. You want to experience it? Huh? You glorify it with all your beads and diddly boppers. Chicago go (laughs) bra. I'm, I'm worried about Chicago and the um, all the activity today. I went downtown today and it was going on. Yeah? A yes. Lively atmosphere? Little variant making. <laughs> today, too, on top of everything else, because we were, were recording Sunday night, uh, was the Illinois-Loyola basketball game. So on top of the fact that it's a beautiful day, people are starting to go outside, now you also have a reason to pack the bars, you know? Right. I saw a lot of orange sweatshirts getting outside because I was getting down there right after the Illinois loss. Ooh. And they were just, they had to go for a walk. Just get outside, put it behind you. That's how you deal with every issue now. Just go outside and walk. Just walk it off. So all the Illinois fans were, were walking it off. You need a nun. We talked about it earlier. You got to get a nun. A lot of teams now are going to start recruiting. It's going to be the off season and they're going to be looking for an elderly person to put at the end of their the end of the bench just to look, you know, to, to motivate the squad. That's it. That is it. What do you what do you get if you're a public school though? You mentioned like you can't get a nun. You're not going to you're not going to beat God with God, you know? Like you, right. you can't you can't half step it. What do you get if you're a public school? Who I don't know. But seeing Sister Jean today was just like, if she's going out, I'm going out. Like, <laughs> what the hell? She's at a game. This one, she's 101. She's at a game. Why are not? Why, why am I not at a game? <laughs> she's 101, but I can't indoor dine. Really? She's at a, she's at a game. It's it's crazy, and she gets a ton of ink and a ton of press. So much, and just a lot of FaceTime. And I, I got to think that some of the players, even the coach, must kind of be like, enough, right? Like, she's not playing. She's not breaking down the X's and O's and 
you know? They're asking that star player there, like, Cameron, three seconds to go. You get the ball, the game-winning shot in your hand. What do you think Sister Jean was thinking in that moment? What do you think? <laughs> Dude, all the teasers, they didn't mention anyone's name but hers. Tonight, Loyola, Sister Jean gets her wish as they stop Fraser and Coach, what's the Coach Underwood of Illinois? Like, they name everyone in Illinois, but not too much. Sister Jean was just too much. The Loyola, Sister Jean's with a big win today. Sister, Sister Jean took on three McDonald's All-Americans and just, <laughs> they could not stop her scarf. The scarf was unstoppable as Loyola advances. Yeah, I don't even know if... You would even admit that, God forbid, she die before the championship. Do you admit that, or do you weekend at Bernie's, the title game? You have to. <laughs> you have to, right? You have to. Put some shades on her? Oh, my gosh. You, there's no way. This isn't a win one for the Gipper situation. You need Sister Jean equals ratings. <laughs> they just pan over. Just The lenses are huge. Just go, ramblers. <laughs> they stick a pennant in there. She's got to be, like, pissed off they were bad for so long, though, you know? She's got to be like, couldn't you guys have been good, like, in the 90s when I was a little younger, a little easier to transport? When I was in my 90s? <laughs> when we were all in, remember the 90s? Or my 90s? God bless her. She's awesome. She's a, she's a lot to take on this time of year. You don't want to be taking on the Catholics. In They're in Lent. It's, it's Sister Jean season. We're depriving ourselves of tasty treats. We're sacrificing. So we're getting out there. We're hungry. That's it. Big win for them. I don't know why they have to do that. They have to like pair up Loyola and Illinois. Like one of them has to be out already. Two very good teams. People were pissed. They were saying that like just you're looking at Loyola being a small school and they ranked them way too low. They should have been uh, they should have been a much higher seed. A lot of people think they're one of the top 10 or 12 teams in the country. But just because they're from a small conference, you know, they were... Uh, because of the low. virus and Plus, Sister Jean being Sister high Jean risk, they were, thinking, they were thinking that they were vulnerable. But right. she, no match. <laughs> She's, even this pandemic. It's in the scouting reports. Well, like, what do you think the key to this game is? Well, if you're the Illini, you have to remember your opponent is 101 years old. You got a pretty good chance at this game. Yeah, she's um, the media darling. That she is. Takes some pressure off the rest of them, right? Yeah, it does. It really does. That's when we'll hear their names. You know, they'll be like... Nolan didn't even show up. Like, oh, that's his name? <laughs> it's not Sister Jean's fault? <laughs> he didn't even know he was supposed to be there. Because no one talked about him this whole time. So they lose. Have you been watching a lot of the tournament? Uh, a little bit. Not as, much as I, uh, not as much as I thought I would be. I didn't even know about the Illinois-Loyola game being over until I was talking to you today. Yeah, it was an early game. It was like 11 o'clock. You weren't tuning into the, the big dance? Do you like when people call it the, you don't watch a big dance? Like, what game are you talking about? There's like a million games. It's hard to keep up. And then like with so many brackets, it's like you're like watching a game, you get all into it. And you're like, wait, who am I rooting for? Yeah. And then you pick the upsets, but you, they're in a, the other bracket. Like well, my one bracket, I actually did. <laughs> I did have Loyola. I actually had, who was the one that won the other day? The 15 over the two. Oh yeah. Oral yeah. Roberts. Yeah. I had Oral Roberts in my other, my work one, which, which who else did you have? I had Illinois winning it. <laughs> They don't tell you that. They don't tell you the three. Right. The three Final Four teams that were eliminated. <laughs> they just tell you that. I had Oral Roberts. Uh, my bracket is busted. Like, I'm out. I can watch and just enjoy from here on in. Yeah, I used to fill them out all the time. I did not fill out a bracket this year. I used to be so into this thing. Me and too. I still am. And I'm, and 
did turn some games on. I love watching basketball, but the, um, the bracket didn't, did not do, I got into like a Calcutta, um, draft, like where you pick teams. Yeah. How does that work? Someone, another buddy of ours was talking, Gareth was talking about being in a Calcutta and I just agreed with it. Like I knew what he was talking about as a gambler. I should know this. I was embarrassed not to. What's <laughs> yeah, a you Calcutta? should know that. I have no idea. I am not a gambler. It's <laughs> attached, one, it's attached to the school. So, I mean, I don't even know if I should say that, but it's a fundraiser. So okay. I, I am participating, but I did not go to the draft. It was, um, you know, an in-person draft. I just didn't go to it. I just don't get it. Like we overbid, I think for Gonzaga, we have Gonzaga, but they're the payout. If they win it is like, what, how much, what, what we put in and there's three of us. I mean, we have this group text and we're just like laughing about it. Like how the hell, what, what is the math on this? Like yeah. I was asking them like, where was this? How big was the guy's house where this draft was? <laughs> Did he have a pool? Where, well, what, how high were his ceilings? In all fairness, I mean, Gonzaga is the overwhelming favorite. So they probably should have the worst payout. Right. But then we must have overbid for them. So I don't know <laughs> what the strategy is. I didn't go there. I just I hope the school is getting a large cut of this. I do too. That's kind of my strategy this year as well. I didn't get in on anything of my own. I kind of like hopped on with some buddies and some of their yeah. squares and things like that. Like people are just supposed to tell me if we win and I don't even know. They're just hanging on to my cash and being like, nope. But those are the most fun for me is when you have two numbers, it's the winner and loser. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, say the final score is 58 to 55. Winner eight, loser five. It's the second digit. Those are the numbers. You have them in every game. Yeah, so you're always right. in. Yeah. You're always, what's the, um, everyone's a contestant or what, what's the catchphrase? Everyone's a contender. You're in it to win it. Every game counts. <laughs> At York and Roosevelt Road. <laughs> Where you always save more money. <laughs> Do you know my aunt and uncle used to live next door to uh, Nick Solosi? Did they really? Yeah. Did he have a lot of cars? Uh, he did not. Well, I mean, he did. Him and his partner Edelson had a lot of cars. It was at the corner of York and Roosevelt Road. But at his home, he didn't keep many vehicles. I went to school with a Salozi. Did you really? Were they related? They were. He was like a nephew. And I was like, really? You're related to them? And he was not impressed. He was like, yeah. For anyone who does not know what we were talking about, uh, Salozi and Edelson is a, was a longtime car dealership here in the Chicagoland area who did a ton of television advertising. But I thought they were legitimate celebrities when I was a child. Oh my gosh, for sure. I mean, those are more famous to me than, you know, actors and things, you know, seeing movies. But it was like, yeah, but these guys were talking about Lombard. You know? Oh, yeah. I thought they were at every party, like every award <laughs> show I was watching, everything I was watching, like, sure, Salozzi Edison are there, out there somewhere with their fistful of cash. I mean, dude, of course you thought they were... They were superstars. They're waving cash in front of Cadillacs and they're just dapper, just waving dough. It's like at a table behind Beyonce and Jay-Z at the Grammys. Just like, oh, there's Salozi in the gang. I don't know what it was, but it was like one of my, one of the first bits. We, we, we had the, the, we said that the big guy ate the fenders. I don't know why we said that, but we would always point to the big one and be like, he eats the fenders. <laughs> That's hilarious. How old are we? I was like six. <laughs> That's awesome. He eats the fenders. You ever pull up the old car commercials? I mean, I don't want to get too Chicago on people, but there were some, uh, you know, Harry Schmerler. Remember uh, the singing Ford dealer? I do. So awkward. You'd be like, you would stop in your house like, oh, why is that guy singing? Because every commercial, I mean, I guess it worked. 
It had to. I mean, remember how it started? Rock a bye, baby. <laughs> Hi, I'm Harry Schmurler, your singing Ford dealer. And that was it. But you add, I, do you think they wrote that? Or do you think he's like, just, all right, I got it. All right, are we rolling? Okay. Rock a bye, baby. Hey, I'm Harry. I'm like, what? Do you really want to do that? They're going, ah, we got to do one of those singing Ford dealer commercials again. And he's going, I got to do the singing thing. People love it. You know, they just, right. they, they eat it up. I, if I don't sing, they get mad. And everyone's like, we don't want them to sing. It's like the Kia dealer now. There's a guy in town who takes his shirt off for every commercial or does something like ridiculous, like makes a complete goof of himself. I'm assuming everyone out there has the crazy car dealer from their town that we're talking about. Chicago is so big that like my friends in who grew up in different parts of the suburbs would have like a different crazy car dealer. Oh, you know right. Yeah. I mean? Oh, so you're saying you may not have seen Harry Schmurler. You never I saw a little bit of Harry Schmurler. And then there was Al Pamonte <laughs> that everyone knew. I mean, that was kind of two things, right? You could either be a lunatic or you had to be like a mob boss. Those are the two ways that you could look in a car dealer commercial in Chicago. Al, Al Pamonte did look like he, he was at a, a couple sit downs. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't want to look in the trunk of a few of those cars. Like he may have scheduled the sit down around the commercial shoot. Like, all right, when am I gonna, I got to get dressed up on Tuesday. I'm doing a shoot at the dealer. I'm going to let's sit down Tuesday morning. Let's address this. And then I'm going to the dealer. I don't even know if you can say this about someone. This is not founded. It's, it's, it's a complete, are we playing into a stereotype? We're going to get canceled. Jim, unplug everything. I will. I will. I'm going to text you. I want to talk about uh, something fun that happened today, and you were kind enough to include me in. You, uh, Pat McGann, uh, got to do something very cool. You get to uh, host two hours of WGN radio here in Chicago. I think people throughout the country know WGN, but I mean, it's the superstation. It is, it is the pinnacle to me of, uh, of Chicago radio. Congratulations, man. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, they have um, always been so nice to me and been on there a bunch as a guest so they gave me this opportunity just to fill in a couple hours it was, it was dude i was nervous it was cool experience i really had fun doing it it's always something, something that i always wanted to try but yeah. i have a really a new appreciation for because you know right you've done so much radio you go in and as a guest you don't even think about it really i mean i like doing it yeah even as a guest it, it can be a lot of fun if you if the people are you know welcoming and make you feel comfortable like I get nervous even as a guest. So yeah. the idea of hosting is just out of this world to me. No, I think that it's, um, I realize that, you know, a couple of days ahead of time, like, okay, I know enough that I got to prepare. So I just try to, uh, they let me book guests. I had you, of course, uh, so we could plug our podcast shamelessly. Put Very it out there. <laughs> no, I definitely wanted to have you on, man. Plus it was cool. We talked about, we talked about comedy during this uh, past crazy year. And then I had um, Maureen Gaynor-Riley, a life coach, to talk about where everyone's headspace is right now. Yeah. And I had my coach, my basketball coach from high school. I have a few bits about him, and I love the dude. He's a character. We just talked about uh, some old school stories and got his take on the tournament and talked to him about his career. So it was fun. Dude, that was the dude. I, I stuck around and listened to it. I missed a few minutes of Maureen. She was fantastic. Um, but when it came to your coach, man, I mean... 
it was a great interview, but also he like was remembering specifics of what happened like with your squad in 94. Yeah, I mean, crazy. This is a guy who coached for, you know, so many years, then became the AD at another school. I mean, but it was like just new specifics. Was talking about like other people on the squad. I mean, that's it's just incredible memory. 27 years ago, that he said that during the interview. I wanted to like run away. <laughs> it hurt a little bit. What? 20, it's been 27 years. Yeah. That makes me like, wow, we are old, dude. It's That's why we got to get back out there. It's halftime. We get, this was, this has been halftime. That's why I had to talk to my coach. I'm about to go back out there. I want to know what the hell to do. Little pep talk. Every coach. That's what the speech is. Everyone's like, what the hell are you doing out there? <laughs> Put your phone down and guard somebody. Let's go. Can you put a body on someone, please? Play some defense. Stop shooting threes. That's everything. That's what everyone <laughs> That's does. What we're just doing right now. We're all just shooting threes. We're all just jacking threes. Some people try and dunk. Like, wait, wait hold on, guys, don't just move. You remember trying to dunk? <laughs> like, I you had to clear out. This is how I, I all I ever wanted to do is dunk, and I yeah. never. All anyone ever wanted to do was dunk. Oh, especially like, you know, I was such, so into hoops and, and every, you know, I hate to say white guy, but come on, you just yeah. you get in there and you're, there's so many levels of it. You don't, can you dunk? I can touch a rim. You know, you don't even say you can't dunk. Right. Can you dunk a uh, tennis ball? A uh, seven foot hoop. Absolutely. <laughs> I can dunk a softball. Like yeah. I just can't palm the ball. That's what the only reason I can't dunk. <laughs> what a trampoline I can get there. So the only reason you can't dunk is because of the equipment in, in the game that we're talking about, the rules and regulations. <laughs> That's why you can't. Like even the guy who could dunk couldn't like dribble and then dunk. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like you still had to, you had to manipulate something along the way. It was just how much manipulation you needed to get there. Or you needed help, right? Mm -hmm. Can you dunk? Well, this, that, actually, that's where you come in. <laughs> if you can stand under the hoop here and just throw it right up there. Like, I can't dunk, but if someone throws me like a, not a, not a real alley-oop, but you oh, had to God. literally just put it right. <laughs> then you start screaming at them. <laughs> Too early! <laughs> also, I'm going to jump off of your back to dunk it. Once you, once you throw it in the air. You're going to throw it in the air. I'm going to jump off of your back, and then I'm going to put it in, if we can time this correctly. I mean, I just, that's all I wanted to do. But yeah, you'd have to clear out the, you don't want anyone shooting. Like if you, you're you on your way to take off, dribbling towards a hoop and someone just random throws a jumper up there. Like, oh. He's off. You're like, come on. <laughs> trying to get my running start. <laughs> trying to dunk this tennis ball. <laughs> or some people could, they had the ability to get up there and just hang. And that's all they could do. Was hanging like trying. <laughs> I had friends who would like they could climb onto the net and then like climb up to the rim from there. Oh. That Which was is very like, good for the net. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then it's like now throw me the ball like while they're hanging out of the basket. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like they're in a ladder <laughs> match. Like they're in the W. Like they're just hanging onto the the belts up there. Like give me the ball now. I'll dunk it. <laughs> right. What are you doing? And they're reaching uh -huh. to catch the ball. Yes. And then try and put it in. <laughs> but, I mean, of course, you're like, shit, he's going to dunk. Yeah, I got to help him. This is how he dunks. He's an athlete. This guy's a climber. 
he could play in the bigs. He could make the NBA with that type of with that type of ability. He put it in there like, yeah. <laughs> put it down, that? big fella. Did you see that? Yes, it took 27 minutes to do. Of course I saw it. <laughs> this wasn't a quick developing play. Oh man, that you would spend a lot of time. And just the 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 you know the progression of being able to slap the backboard. Yeah. Touch the net. Yeah. Touch the ceiling in your house. Touch the door jam. Just jumping up and that's the first dunking. My mom would scream at me about all the fingerprints. I wouldn't be the little lamb those days. <laughs> <laughs> I would always would jump and like try and like hang on the door jam. Oh yeah. And like try and get up there and slap it. And... Were you a big Nerf hoop guy? Oh yeah. I had a, I had a Nerf hoop. Did you play like solo in your room? Yep. Oh yeah. Oh man. What was, what was your game situation? I would just be, um, you know, Jordan taking that out of everyone. Just like, I mean, is it a tie game? Is it close? Like, I would play full games where I just dominate. Like, I, it was like, I was up like 102 to nothing, you know? And I'm still, <laughs> like, blocking people. I'm still playing it out. <laughs> like, I would try and get myself into some pressure situations, like pressure yeah. free throws, like games on the line. You got to hit these. Remember that commercial when the kid, I mean, that was so relatable. The kid's shooting in his yard and three, two, like, the countdown and misses it and it hangs in the air for a second it's like oh no and then he's like he was fouled he was fouled such a great commercial because all you all you need is that hope you know yeah oh, it's such a great commercial yeah that's a good one and that's what the uh, march madness brings man basketball's in the air it's a fun time of year i'm in some uh some work pools and um there's a you know there, there's a common trope that in every office pool it's like the person who doesn't watch and just picks based on mascots always wins and things like that. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to see, uh, while we're talking about March Madness, I wanted to see if you knew some of the mascots for some of these teams that are uh, in the tourney. Do you, uh, you think the NCAA? Yeah, let's go. I used to know some of these. Yeah. But there's some schools in here I don't even, I've never even heard of before. Yeah, a couple of these. I mean, Liberty was in. Isn't that the one that... Uh, isn't that the one that that uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Falwell. Yeah, yeah. They have a, a good basketball team. <laughs> is that insane? Oh, I hate to hear that. Oral Roberts is is along that line too, isn't it? Oral Roberts is along that line. Do you happen to uh, do you know their mascot? The Oral Roberts Crusaders. It's actually the Oral Roberts Oral Televangelists. Roberts. It is really. No, no, it's not. Oh. <laughs> That's the ORs. Uh, it is the Golden Eagles. Oh, the Golden Eagles. The Golden Eagles. There's a lot of Eagles in this tournament. There's the Winthrop Eagles, the Eastern Washington Eagles, the Moorhead State Eagles, and the Oral Roberts Golden Eagles, which is why they did better than the other Eagles teams, clearly. And I will raise you up on Eagles' wings. Hi, I'm Harry Schmurler, your singing <laughs> Ford dealer. Like, he's doing Eagles' wings? <laughs> That's great. What about St. Bonaventure? This is the laziest mascot, in my opinion. This is the Bonnies. The St. Bonaventure Bonnies. Come on. They're out of Buffalo. Oh, yeah. The, the Bonnies are in the A-10 conference, too. So that would always play Dayton. That was, that. yeah, that's a lazy, uh, like, we got to be the Bonnies. What about uh, North Texas? Do you know what they are? They're a bird of a of something, aren't they? They're not. I thought that I just saw them playing Villanova, and they had, like, a green 
soaring. Oh, something green. Something green. Something green. Um, green wings. Green. <laughs> green eagles. No, the North Texas mean green. The mean green? The mean green. Oh, I like it. Yeah. But then it's a flying bird? That's the mean green? Yeah, it's an eagle. The... Huh. Shouldn't it be like Slimer or something cool? Couldn't it be like... <laughs> yeah. I like the mean green. I do too. They should uh they should make their mascot mean green Okerland. <laughs> <laughs> Have a mean gene replica interviewing players after the game. Well, you know mean green. <laughs> this might be my favorite of them. Uh um it is UC Santa Barbara, UCSB. Do you know what their mascot is? UC Santa Barbara. No, I don't know what it is. Can you give me a hint? It is the name of an entire Steely Dan album. The name of an entire. Ooh, I it don't is know. Also, the name of a roast beef that we like used to buy when I was a kid. My mom would buy it from the stores in a tub, like like a tub of roast beef. A tub of roast beef. Do you remember that stuff? No. Gauchos, the UC Santa Barbara Gauchos. Gauchos, I love. Yeah. Them. Do you remember Gauchos roast beef? No, I don't. Is a gaucho like a um, like a bandit? What's a gaucho? Or is it an officer of the law? All I think about on, when I hear Santa Barbara is, wasn't there a soap opera called Santa Barbara? That was the first thing I thought of too. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful up there. Santa Barbara is beautiful. Oh, I'm sure. There are a couple of Sebastian shows up there, outdoor shows. Like, I think that's where, is Apple near there? They're Palo Alto maybe? Okay. Somewhere right, I mean, but it's, I'm guessing they're right near each other. Uh, what is St. Babs the patron saint of? St. Barbara? Yeah, so who's St. Barbara the... She's like, she was, she would never tell your secret. She was a, a hairdresser and she would never, she was the patron saint of secret keeping. Saint, go, you know what? Just, you should just tell Barbara. She's a vault. <laughs> She's a vault. She's a steel trap, that Santa Barbara. Oh, uh, a gaucho. And not too bad with a dye either. <laughs> not too bad either. And me with a curler. Uh, a gaucho is a cowboy of the South American Pampas. So it is. It is a South American cowboy. South American cowboy. Yeah, Barbara knew a few secrets about them. <laughs> she heard a few tales that she never told. That's a good one, the gauchos. That's a very good one. I mean, the Ramblers, which is uh, Loyola, is another great one, obviously. The Rambler, uh, and the, but they have a wolf, right? It's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. They're going to change their name to the Sister Jeans soon. <laughs> the SJs. That wolf's got to be pissed off. He's not getting any uh, <laughs> any attention. If you stare at the wolf long enough, it just turns into Sister Jeans' face. <laughs> <laughs> You're so great. <laughs> Tomorrow. Uh. And if it doesn't, it's because they cut away too quickly. <laughs> what do you think the Liberty mascot is? The Liberty mascot is the Liberty team name. Patrick Henry's. <laughs> the Liberty Mutuals. The Bells. The Bells. That's not it. No, That's that not it. it. But wouldn't that be great? Dude, you had me. Their cheerleader should be the Liberty Bells, but like with an extra E at the end. Yes. Um, it is the Liberty Flames, but it's disappointing. It's so disappointing. And the, even more so, their mascot is an eagle. Everyone's mascot is an eagle. But they're the flames. Correct. Is the eagle on fire? <laughs> no. They try and be original, but then they're like, still, but we're still going to paint a bird. <laughs>
whoever does the mascot artwork is just like, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. You could be the flames, but just, I, I'm kind of picturing this bird still. <laughs> I already made this Eagle. I just talked to the guy, the athletic director at North Texas, and they said, you did the same thing to them. That they're the mean green. And then you drew him a fucking Eagle. I don't want the Eagle. It's all I know how to draw. I'll write flames under it. <laughs> I, no, I have to go. I have a meeting at Oral Roberts. <laughs> is this why you're the cheapest? <laughs> it's like that tourism. Uh, you ever see like a, the tourism ads that they used to do and they'd be like cookie cutter for a bunch of cities. Like every city <laughs> got it and they just like dub in that. That's how he's the, he's the logo maker and he just dubs in their name under a bird. We can't wait to see you here in Oklahoma City. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was a great um, This American Life about that. About a, I got to dig that up about a certain commercial. You talk about like local commercials. These these kids that grew up with like, you know, they grew up in like a, a, a city like might be Detroit. I think Detroit did it. Buffalo, Grand Rapids, Michigan. And they would be like all gung-ho like and they had this catchy song. And dude, they did it for like every city really every city like a lot of them be like well at least we have that at least right. we have that song like yeah tacoma washington it kind of smells here with from the paper mills but at least we got that song <laughs> no dude that song <laughs> is about every city oh it's like the first time i saw an empire commercial out of state yes that grew Carpenter. to that right 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 it did but i yeah. mean still like i didn't know how long it had taken you know but like all right. of a sudden you're like have I been lied to my entire life? Empire Carpets, fucking, that's us. That's ours. Yeah. And you're just going to, why is it over here in Madison, Wisconsin? <laughs> you know, I'm out. Have you, ever, have you ever used Empire? We did it when I was a kid, we did. And I was pissed that it wasn't the guy. <laughs> you thought it was going to be it? Yeah. In all fairness, I was 17. So, no, I'm kidding. I was like nine. Did you ask to dial? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, wanted, I, I wanted a call that number all the time right did you ever call it though oh i'm sure yeah we used to crank call yeah all the time they had or to get so they had to hate children the people who answered the phones at 5882300 and then people would give that number out but say it a different way like <laughs> 5882300 like that's your number and you write it down that happened oh that's great what else we got who do you think the second most uh, populated is behind the Eagles? Like the second most used in the tournament? What other Tig animals? Tigers? Yeah. Tigers is always popular, right? You got like yeah. Missouri, Clemson, LSU. Texas uh, Southern. Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. <laughs> Carol Baskin. The Liberty <laughs> Flames have a tiger too for some reason. <laughs> the Syracuse Orange, kind of. And you know what Tiger has? A camper. <laughs> that should be one of these it should like you can no longer just be the tigers you have to be the missouri tigers campers from here on <laughs> i'm sorry there's too many tigers you are now the lsu tigers hyundai genesis <laughs> he's always involved with cars this guy <laughs> really is did you see that whole thing like after the like obviously the most important thing is him being okay but did you see the kind of that whole subplot of the the Genesis car? Like there was this whole fucking conspiracy theory that it was all done intentionally to advertise the vehicle. Really? 
because he, he was he had just left the Genesis Open, the uh, golf tournament that he runs, and he's in like the new Genesis SUV, and it you know miraculously saves him. So there's Is all these Buick? articles. So I think Genesis used to be Hyundai, like it, it's like their luxury line, and I don't know if they officially split off from there or what. But it's they bought uh, Sega. <laughs> so Tiger's going around collecting rings with his friend Sonic. Right, you have to go <laughs> as fast as possible. You're taking turns on the highway. You know Sonic stuff to keep up with, but you got to do your best. No, but I mean, there were all these articles that came out like in Forbes and everything about how, because this thing had like airbags coming out of, you know, the doors and the, the like it's the safest vehicle in the world. And so there was this big conspiracy theory that the whole thing was like a, uh, yeah, it was just a, a commercial really? for the car. I mean, complete bullshit, obviously. Yeah, right, right. It was, uh, but it was, it was making the rounds. What's the latest on him? Is he out? He is back home. Um, as of yesterday, an article came out and people saying that he is happy to be home with his kids after his crash. He is very lucky to be alive. Hey, don't I know it, brother? You and me both, friend. Yeah, you guys will definitely have something to talk about next time you see him. We really. And ask him if he, if he heard the episode when we talked about <laughs> the documentary. But now you guys will be bonding over. Like Tiger, I too was involved in a one-car accident. You think Tiger's sitting down with his kids like, I'm home and things are going to be different now, okay? <laughs> just want you to know that they're like, Dad, come on. We've heard this one. No, I'm serious. I'm getting rid of the camper. <laughs> it's time for me to start anew. Come on. When are you getting rid of the camper? Well, not yet. Just soon, okay? It's going <laughs> to stay for now. It's going to stay for now. All right. Keeping our podcast on brand and genuine. Mm -hmm. I did a dive on something that popped in my brain the other day. And I may have mentioned this to you when we talked, maybe, um, I don't know if I did or not. If not, I might have dreamt this, Jim, that we had this conversation. I can't did I talk to you about TV, TV's bloopers and practical jokes? You did talk to me a little did bit I about TV's bloopers and practical jog jokes. Jog your memory on that? Yes, you did. I don't oh, know how that, how that came in my head. Dude, so I pulled up some old episodes. It is as bad as I remember, but I loved it. <laughs> you know, I... But, Again, it's like one of those things that you see again. You're like, what? Like I, I, and I actually did think that Dick Clark and Ed McMahon were just talking. Like they must be buddies. Mm -hmm. Like these two. Oh my! Come, come on. Can you imagine Ed and Dick? Oh, but yeah. I'm fucking crazy to think that the Empire guy is going to show up to sell carpet in my house. Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't think you were crazy. I thought that was like I thought the same exact thing. But it's so written and like the most distant conversation. You know. For anyone who doesn't remember the program, can you give us a little backstory? So it's Ed McMahon and Dick Clark. Sure. So it's Ed McMahon and, and Dick Clark, and they play like bloopers. Okay. So it's called TV's Bloopers. It's a paragraph. The, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> the, title. Uh, the TV the TV guy can never fit this in the square. <laughs> it's like TV Blue. <laughs> yeah. TV Blue. What's this? <laughs> so the whole show is like bloopers, uh, like outtakes of. Shows that we all watched, right? Yeah. Regular shows. And then they would put in these practical jokes that were kind of like hidden camera stuff. Uh-huh. And they would target celebrities. It was like punked, really. Kind of like a, a harbinger. And they stole the idea, too, I'm sure, from Steve Allen or oh, sure. Carson. And Johnny Carson was actually involved in this behind the scenes. He produced. He must have been. You're taking Ed. <laughs> he can read. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes. Dude, he's just, I mean, and then you're like, why are these two involved with Cindy Lauper? 
We ordered pizza to Marlon Brando's house. <laughs> These two old guys just like, you know, there's a new artist who's very popular out there, and her name is Cindy Lauper. And then they they go to like girls just want to have fun, like the whole video, and they they show who Cindy is, and then they're back to Dick Clark, and he's like, I know Cindy. And I'll tell you what, everyone loves her, especially children. Children do like her. Now, we sent her out. She thinks, and then it's like comes up like, Cindy Lauper, the victim. You know, like <laughs> the file comes out. That's right. It did the whole, <laughs> did a, does a whole thing. She's Her manager is the accomplice. And it's also her boyfriend. And then they set this whole thing up. They leave her in an office with kids. And the kids are actors. And they just start misbehaving like just being the most obnoxious like not even really believable sure and dick clark's like cindy's never really interacted with kids like this but these kids are really bad kids they're professional actors <laughs> this girl candace cameron and it was candace cameron what come on yes and she's like six and she's basically telling cindy to go fuck off and she's throwing dirt all over the office <laughs> And like trash in the place. That's incredible. Cindy Lauper kind of kept her cool. And then Dick Clark calls the phone, you know, the landline. He doesn't even the show cord, up. The cord is all tangled up. He's on a members only coat, the most horrible lighting. He's like, Cindy, I want to get you on TV's bloopers and practical jokes. <laughs> She's like, when's this? He's like, you're on it right now. <laughs> and then just, boosh, just... My Sunday night was complete. I was oh. just like, I can't wait to talk about this at school tomorrow. She <laughs> thought that those kids, oh my God. Did you see this? That show aired for years. It's unbelievable. Couldn't Ooh. shake it. I was reading about it. 84 it starts, ran for straight for like five years. Then they switched networks. Then they did specials. And they tried, this thing was going on until like 1998. Wow. It's a great chunk of our lives yeah we couldn't we couldn't shake bloopers tv's bloopers practical jokes and we did like bloopers though right now you go to like the baseball games like if you order sports illustrated they would send you like a video of yeah bloopers bloopers sports bloopers were like just compilation videos the stuff that we watch on youtube now is, is nothing compared to like i mean that was the thing like every show when someone cracked up, it was like, save that clip. Right. Save that clip. We're going to send it to Dick and Ed, and we're going to get some extra press. Right. And you are onto something there because those videos, those compilation videos that were so popular, that is the start of all this short attention span stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, even, I mean, even think of Sunday night because it evolved from that into eventually like America's Funniest Home Videos, right. which was a lot of blue, like, it was more blooper stuff, you know, before a lot of the, like, just getting hit in the balls, right? Like, wasn't it? Right. I thought it was more of a mix. It was. Point. It was a lot of outtakes, a lot of... So, to your point, a lot of stuff evolved out of this show. The other network, this was on NBC when it came out, ABC responded almost immediately. Do you remember this show? This Candy is a great camera. name. No, this show was called Foul-Ups, Bleeps, and Blunders. <laughs> <laughs> and they ran... For a couple of years, <laughs> and I do remember this show. I do too. It's great. We but, didn't come up with a longer title than theirs. The hosts, they were like, "Hey, they have two old white guys. Why don't we 
Get two old white guys. <laughs> we got old white guys. You like old white guys? So they got Steve Lawrence, this guy who was like a singer. And and Nick Solosi. No, you know who the other host was? Who was it? No, it was a good one that didn't eat the fenders. Okay. No, it was it was Rickles. Oh, it yeah. Was Rickles. Yes. Wow. That was the B side. That was the. Definitely. That was the SCTV to the SNL, you know? And they said, I was reading about it, they cut around Rickles after they did the, the tapings. They cut him basically a lot of his lines, his funny stuff, his improv stuff. They cut it out because they thought it was going to, you know, alienate people or some people would be offended by it. Well, the irony was that the ratings were like really great out of the gate because after they talked to people, they were tuning in to hear Rickles. Loved them. And then they, they neutered him. They had William Shatner on one time and he's like, these clips of Star Trek, these, these bloopers, he's like, they've never been aired on television before. And Rickles, this is on the Wikipedia. Rickles goes, oh, I've got chills. <laughs> Just his disregard for others is so incredible. Just what right? a way to put you down. Oh, I've got chills. I mean, you can just see the fucking condescension. <laughs> right. Just hearing you say it. Ah, it's so funny. So great. But that was definitely a um, the start of a lot of what my kids watch now. They'll, they'll play YouTube videos, like pull up funny videos, pull up, you know. Yeah. God, I wonder which, there was one I remember watching that for whatever reason, uh, Dom DeLuise was the host of. Was that like a Candid Camera remake? Yeah, what was that? That was a Candid Camera. I remember watching, let's see. Dom like DeLuise. Dom DeLuise, right. Like Dom DeLuise, he just like a guy that we knew. Everyone knew who he was, but what did he do? I just know him from Pictionary and from, <laughs> he'd be like, a, he was like one of those just random celebrities. Like, right. uh, like, uh, um, uh, like if you need a celebrity, one? he'll just be a celebrity. Like Rip Torn, yeah. Yeah, just famous for being famous. Yeah, just people who are, like Mo Rocca. Like yeah. Mo Rocca, we were talking about him before the podcast, as a humorist. Like, what does he really do? He just, he like does a little bit of everything. But Mo Rocca at least writes things and like. For sure. He's contributing a lot. and putting, I feel like Dom Delevy's just put a beret on and was just like, hey, I gotta <laughs> stop eating so much. Like. They're asking every Hollywood Squares question. He answers with a response on how, you know, how he's, he broke his diet or he's, they cut to him and he's eating something. He's got like, like a sub sandwich in his mouth. What was the question? It's exactly. like, Dom, there's mayonnaise on your beret. Okay. My son's on 21 Jump Street. <laughs> and I remember seeing one where it was a dry cleaner's. And at the time, I'd never been to a dry cleaners in my life, you know, not, I'm not oh, as yeah. well versed as I am now at 40. And um, um, you've seen the world since. I mean, now I'm a grown up, you know, I've traveled, <laughs> been to many a dry cleaner. Now I martinize my sweats. <laughs> uh, um, so there was a beautiful woman who walks into the dry cleaner. Oh, it's like a person's first day. Like, you know, that's the ploy, right? It's a new employee and they come in, it's their first day at the dry cleaner. And this beautiful woman walks in and she's like in like a full uh, business suit. And then she hands them all the clothes. And then while they're taking all those clothes in the back, she takes off the business suit. And it's just like standing there in lingerie and like hands them the clothes. 
Oh my god! And they're just like, "What is uh uh okay?" And you know, she just walks out, you know, in a bra and underwear, you know. And I'm like nine years old, going, "I want to be a dry cleaner." <laughs> and they're, they're the funny is that they're making this guy super uncomfortable. Absolutely, but it, with a <laughs> model just in right. you know in a bikini, basically. But like at nine years old, you're like, this is the greatest prank in the history of the world. Right. I mean, the, the guy, thank God, he was just like chill. And like, it was men, it was women. It would be like, you know, an old guy, whoever the applicant was, you know, they were always just like, you're in your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not going to do anything different. But it was like the tease too. You know what I mean? Like the whole show, they're just like, and what's happening here? And they show her like start oh, yeah. to... Like a go, like a GoDaddy commercial, you know, yes. like the GoDaddy commercial of the hidden camera world. And you're waiting all day mm-hmm. for Fox nine thirty at night <laughs> for it to come on. And then nine fifty six, they show this awful clip that's not funny in the least. Like, what the hell happened? <laughs> Stayed up all night for that. Hey, my man, we're getting down to it, but we do. Uh, we have a new review. Um, I'm a little upset. Uh, it's a great review. I'm not upset at the review. I'm upset at the fact that it, it's our last review. It was March 13th, which was before I got hit by a car, Pat. You think we'd get? You think we'd get at least one review out of? Out of no, Jim no, no sympathizing reviews. Not no, a, not a no one. No well-being checks. Did you get some notes this week from? People are always I, the Brimleys are the best. I'm just messing around. I was just uh, I thought we'd get a review or two out of it. That seems like a foul-up bleep and blunder to me. That no, <laughs> that the Brimleys didn't reach out. They're going to, they're going to send some love. I'm sure you have to, you need to embrace people. It didn't, hasn't the second chance of life shown you that, that you can't stop shutting people out. I'm like Tiger with his kids. I'm like, Hey, Brimley's it's going to be different this time around. Let us in, let us in, Jim. We're trying to connect with you. I sent, we sent that person to you. That was, that was from us. You're, you had someone try to kill me. That was an intervention. (laughs) I told him exactly what to do. This uh, review, the name on this review is something I'm never going to be able to come up with. Uh, it is F-G-G-H-H-U-J-G-G-F-T-T-R-D. Uh, it's too funny. I How do you put that in? How do you put that as your name? That's just... I think you just like, just like drop your hands on the keyboard. You know what I mean? Just, just like... Pitch bang up. your head on it? Yeah. Are you, are you wanting to just keep a low profile when you do that? You think someone's going to steal your identity or something maybe they put their password into the username by accident i think they could have done that do you have to type that back in every single time i would think right is there a symbol in there or is it just letters it's all letters um and the first one is capitalized so they used good punctuation they used good grammar i would i would say i um, think that they're going to introduce um symbols and letters to social security numbers soon is that eventually is that on the horizon i don't know I thought about that earlier today. Why? And this made me think of it. I mean, at some point we're going to get through enough people, right? Do you go to a 10th digit? I don't know. I think you modernize. I think you just go all emojis at some point. <laughs> what's your social? It's like, what's your social? Uh, vomit emoji, dollar sign, <laughs> dollar sign, money bag, big open eyes, face palm. <laughs> Mine's poop, red balloon, smiley, <laughs> umbrella. Clown face. Tan hand fist bump. <laughs> Tan hand. Dude, I, I put in fist bump. 
Did you put in tan hand? <laughs> That's why it's not going through. Too funny. That's what this review is titled. I saw Pat's special over the summer, then came across your podcast. I caught up on all the old episodes and can't wait for the new ones. Listening to Pat and Jim is like a weekly check-in with a couple of friends. Very entertaining, though sometimes I do find myself yelling at my phone when they can't remember a fact or get something wrong, which normally is about me. I'm editorializing here. I was pretty excited about? about this part. Like, we've talked about it. Normally, it's I'm like, I can't remember... Uh, uh, Jane of Arc, see? Uh, Joan of Arc, see? <laughs> Joan Eyre, Jane of Arc, same difference. But this time, seriously, Pat, how do you not know the seven sacraments? You went to Catholic school your whole life. I can't wait for an all-over-the-place live show when things are back to normal. Ooh, I love that. Me too. I love the thought of that. Alive? All over the place? Sounds Ooh. fantastic. We'll have to really be ready for that one. We'll have to do some work. I love that he said... Um, Hanging out with a couple of friends. Is that what he said? Yeah. And that's how he introduced himself. D-N-H-H-B-R. <laughs> well, thank you. Good to, great to hear you, man. Oh, Always just, fun to hear from. How do you how do you pronounce it, Jim? <laughs> it's good to catch up with old pals. Like. <laughs> uh, that's a, uh, a great review, though. We appreciate it very much. And uh Anyone That's else an awesome review. To. I thought I did get the sacraments eventually. Did I, did I not nail all seven or did I have to like? You did nail all seven eventually. But in the moment, for is, is yeah. like rooting you out, you know? Right, right. I hear you. So they they were, they're ch he's channeling, he or she, we're not, we don't even know. We don't know. Channeling that information to me or yeah. you whenever we stumble. That's that's how, that, that means that we're in, um, you know, we're simpatico. With it's a great with way to put it. The, the Brimlico. That's <laughs> exactly, it's exactly what I would have said. Yeah, simpatico <laughs> with the Brimlico. Absolutely. <laughs> here, on, here on episode 70, Thirsty. <laughs> I don't know why Thirsty got in my head because I think I was, I was reading about March. Like I was like, I, you know, I had a lazy week. I didn't have a whole lot to bring to the table. Yeah. So, and I was preparing for that radio thing. Like how much can I prepare for? Sure. I mean, I'm lazy. I'm the same way. <laughs> I mean, come on. So I was reading about, um, I never heard about this, Cinco de Marcho. Tell me about that. This is how they describe it. Cinco de Marcho. Thirsty bros start 12 days of a drinking regimen to train <laughs> their livers for closing ceremonies on St. Saint, Saint Patrick's Day. Jesus. So this is like a total college thing probably, or just dudes for in their sure. 20s. Cinco de Marcho. A bunch of thirsty bros. This is what they call themselves. It's a bunch of thirsty bros. And we start 12 days out and get uh, to get in shape for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> oh, man. That's the approach. Ah, uh, me and my thirsty bros missed it this year. Damn it. I think we had the name of our episode. <laughs> <laughs> thirsty bros. Thirsty bros. Thirsty for some car accident sympathy. Thirsty for some reviews. I was due thirsty for, a for slow some. Week. For some April, some yeah. April, thirsty for some lamb. You're not lying. <laughs> You're not lying. Was that intentional? Oh, I was not. <laughs> Dude, the Beautiful. highlight of my week was uh, I got a new chair. I got a new desk chair up in here. Was See that yours? Yeah, I got a new. Uh, that looks like a, a gamer chair. I got one of those mesh back chairs for the first time. You familiar? No. And it's a, it's a high back. They have like the meshing. So they're a little, they have a little lumbar support. 
Oh, so people can see your back sweat from the back, from the other side? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good question, but I got it in black just for that very reason. <laughs> Not like a mesh shirt. It's like a, it's like a webbing. I don't even know how to describe it. It does kind of feel like a gamer chair with this high back to it, though. Does it, it have feels, like a pillow on the back there behind the head? It, it does not. It just cradles your body. It's like a hammock. It's like a hammock yeah. on wheels. I really like it. Does it have good lumbar support? It does have good lumbar support. <laughs> you know, with this high back on it, it kind of reminds me. Do you remember like arcade games in the 90s where like you'd get into a car and it'd have oh, yeah. like speakers right here and everything? You'd be <laughs> yeah. like, now entering the race. <laughs> Boop. Boop. That's how I feel. You feel like you're entering the race? I think so. You feel like you're playing pole position? <laughs> I really do. That's a good one. Did you get a uh, recommendation or just look online? I uh, I happened to be uh, driving past an office depot and they happened to have a, a, a sale going on on uh, desk chairs. Oh, really? So I got this bad boy pretty inexpensively if I... Look at you driving <laughs> by stores, reading their signs. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like oh, let's go... <laughs> was already in the race i pitted i pitted to get my new cockpit is what happened did you just put your hazards on and run right in <laughs> in and out i won't exactly. be here long <laughs> i love feeling like if you put your hazards on you can do whatever you want <laughs> it's a great feeling you could murder someone <laughs> and come out like i'm sorry i killed everyone in there but i did had my hazard on you saw that right <laughs> i mean i was there for like 10 minutes it's no big deal i'm gonna be right hey i'm gonna i'm gonna be right back i'm just going in i just have to run in here and strangle these people but i'm just gonna so i'm just gonna put the blinkers on okay <laughs> then the cops are behind you pulling you over and you're like oh god damn it i put my i left my hazard on the whole time <laughs> I always leave those on. Oh. All right, my man. It's been uh, it's been great catching up. Thanks again for having me on uh, on WGN Radio with you today as well. No, of course, dude. You saved me. I can't talk in a microphone for an hour straight. Yeah, you do. You do it all the time here. Right. No, it was it was a lot of fun, dude. I appreciate you coming out. You you need to plug anything before we um, say goodbye for. I don't think I do. Um, I will be. Uh, I'll be doing some in-person stuff uh, with our pal Jeannie Dugan uh, at Zany's in uh, Rosemont, April first through third. And uh, that's about it for me locally. What about you? Not a lot, bud. I'm hoping to um, get out one of these days soon, but I don't have anything booked. I have a couple of virtual things this week, but uh, you know, it's just sideline stuff. So. Uh, I had a fun one last week. I did some stuff for a couple of uh, sales groups, and uh, I think some of them said they were going to come over here and find the podcast. So if you're listening, thanks a lot for that as well. Yes. And, uh, Spread the good of- word, Jim. That's really all we can do. We're like missionaries. We're prophets. Uh, not prophets, what did you say? We're- Evangelists. We're oral robbers. We are green mean eagles. <laughs> Spread the good word. All right, Brimley's, I hope you guys had a great week. Jim, I hope you have a great week, too. I hope you do, too, buddy. And, uh, hey, we ran out of time. We're going to come back and hit the Pretender uh, documentary next week, just giving you guys some extra time to watch it. Oh, yeah, that's right. We don't need any more time to watch it. I I watch it. 
Yeah, so don't even bring it. that up. So, so much time. Why do you keep asking us? We saw it, all right? See you next time. Bye, Jim.